Oh, hell yeah. The takeover, baby. The takeover. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Winner's Lounge. Let's go! <laughs> this is the DMVR Nuggets podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DMVR whenever you sign up and do sign up. Bet with us. Have some fun. I've got my boy in the house, Superstar Dev. Hey, it's another win. It's another Winner's Lounge another day here nine wins in the last 10 games we're gonna have to talk about that here in a little bit i mean another nine out of you win nine out of ten man like you're really rolling yeah. i i feel like we're not giving this season enough credit you're it's really, really hyped up you're really trending in the right direction and yeah like it just felt like there was just like a switch that happened the nuggets finally get it and that's with help on the way it, a lot of help on the way, and I'm very excited about it. But you guys saw the intro video. Only you have until, I think, Saturday of this week to sign up for our party bus, a.k.a. the DNVR Nuggets Takeover. Remember, the idea of that takeover is we want to pack Section 132. You can buy tickets right there uh, on the DNVRlocker.com or DNVRlocker.com. You can buy the tickets. It's $100. You get the tickets. $105 ticket, but we got it for $100 plus the party bus. Free drinks on the party bus to and from. I promise you, you're going to come out. You're going to meet other Nuggets fans. You're going to hang out with us. You're going to have a great time. You're going to be at the game chanting. We're going to be the loudest section in the entire arena. It's a lot of fun. Who knows? Some people might even stop by. I mean, last time, some people from the front office come over, try to shake hands, kiss babies, do those different things. You never know. So sign up, guys. I think we got something like 35 people or something right now. We want to get that up to 60, 70 people. Uh, so sign up by Saturday. Um, on today's show, the Nuggets. They get their second straight win. Jokic has his worst game of the week. Absolutely abysmal game of the week. No, he actually rolls. Um, should I start with this rundown? Yeah, let's do it. I start it. with the quick, the quick rundown? I should have you do this one. Do you think you could do it off the head? I took notes. Do you think you could do it? I cannot do it off the head. Warriors were on fire to open this one, if you don't recall. They started the game 4 of 5 from 3. Michael Malone had to call a timeout because they were just on fire to open it up. But then the Nuggets started rolling. It was a balanced attack. Everybody was eating. Nugget, uh, this was a no-defense game for the whole the whole game, but this, the start of this game was especially no defense. And then the bench comes in and opens a really nice lead to end the first quarter. You look at this, and the game kind of followed the script you expected. You know, all right, Warriors got, got going, made some shots, but you thought, okay, Denver's going to open it up and run away with it. But the Warriors stormed right back thanks to one Moses Moody, who was really a star tonight, man. That guy, what do, do you have like any quick Moses Moody thoughts? That was great to see, like, their young talent, like, really step up like that. And also, like, that that gave me the feels of when Tyrese Maxey went off against, <laughs> yeah. you know, the Nuggets, like, a while back. And now Maxey's like, great. Yeah, you, like, look and you, like, you remember that name. Like, maybe, like, two years down the road, you're like, this dude is, like, really good. And we've seen that before. Yeah. That's exactly. I mean, Moses Moody's a really good player, smart player. And then he just plays hard, man. Like, he outworked the Nuggets tonight for the most part. Um, but... Thankfully, the Nuggets have one Davon Reed who started the game four of four from three, and he was hooping, hooping. He's going. To, we're going to talk a lot about him tonight. Warriors went zone, which you expect a shorthanded team. The Nuggets can't shoot that well. They went zone, and they continued to shoot well. They were 11 of 21 at the half, and Denver was only up 71-69 as their defense was certainly stuck in the mud. Their offense a little up and down. But the second half, Dev, Warriors opened up an 8-0 run right out of the gate. Nuggets do this. It actually reminded me of the first two months of the season when the Nuggets would come out at halftime and just be asleep, like no sense of urgency. That 8-0 run, it wasn't even that impressive by the Warrior. It was just like, Nuggets, what are you doing? Rage timeout uh, by Michael Malone. And then from that point on, kind of similar to the previous night's game, 
the Nuggets put the clamps on, and the intensity went up, and they played great basketball for about five-minute stretch, but that was a five-minute stretch where the Nuggets went from down eight, seven, whatever it was, to up 10, 11 points, and they were really rolling. Bones came in, he had a couple, a pair of bad defensive possessions, and then he got yanked. And I don't know if he got yanked because of injury or because of those bad defensive possessions. I don't know if he had bad defensive possessions because of injury. I don't know what happened there. We'll have to wait for Harrison Wynn, who's live at Ball Arena. He'll join us after he speaks to Michael Malone and the players, um, and we'll get uh, an update on that. But Bones goes out. Faku comes back in, and that second unit to close out the fourth quarter was uh, atrocious, like just absolutely atrocious. You're going up against that zone. They couldn't knock down shots. They couldn't get to the cup, and there was a lot of fast breaking. So Warriors had a big close to the third quarter and it got a close game in the fourth quarter Denver's second unit found a little bit they got a little bit more steady but then Jermichael Green got hurt what happens Nikola Jokic checks into the game with nine minutes remember last game 10 minute mark he comes back in tonight second night of a back-to-back he comes in at the nine minute mark Warriors cut it all the way down to three so it was a little bit of like a shaky first part of Jokic but after that the play of the game in my opinion the play of the game was Jeff Green chasing down a fast break dunk getting just a fingernail on the shot just enough to throw the dunk off and save an easy two it was a huge play and from that moment on Jokic was already rolling all game really but in the fourth quarter rolling from that moment on it was like the crowd was just into it the Warriors kind of lost their spirit and Jokic absolutely took over the game and closed the door he was incredible down the stretch hitting everything did I miss anything you missed nothing at all there's, you you hit every single point that you were supposed to hit, and you did it eloquently. Wow, eloquently! Really, a little yeah. loquacious over here every now and then. <laughs> um, all right, Deb, what's your big takeaway from this game? This the heater, big- by the way, it's so cold in here. There's a heater right by my feet. I'm gonna be playing footsies with you all night until <laughs> I get this heater. Uh, the big takeaway of the game is uh, Yoke just continues to dominate. Um, King Yoke, he does it all, and also. Um, with that triple double, he moves. Uh, he's three away from tying Wilt Chamberlain. That's insane, man. So like he keeps racking them up to have you know two straight um, triple doubles in the in the fashion that he did. Like what what a what a game, you know? Like oh, would you it, call him the DraftKings Sportsbook's king of the game? Thirty-two I would, I would points, do that. Fifteen rebounds, thirteen assists. Like that's just not a regular triple double. <laughs> like nothing about this is regular, and this is no. on the second night of a back to back. You're supposed to be, you know, tired. It was also yeah. an overtime game, and he came in like as if he didn't play last night. Like I know that there was, you know, we had thoughts of maybe he was sit, especially against you know the Warriors, um, as they were just melling it in. But they didn't mel it in. Like they they competed and they played hard, and they needed Yoke to be Yoke tonight, and he was Yoke. So. Um, the way that he just, you know, continues to put the team on his back and lead them to win after win, you know, nine, you know, they're nine and one in their last 10 games. Like that's, there's been all type of complaining. There's been all type of conversation about, um, you know, Yoke not getting the, the credit that he deserves. That Nuggets team is not getting the credit that they deserve. Because uh, 10, you know, nine and one in the last 10 games is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> And Jokic was just incredible. I mean, like, look, there were some guys tonight that were maybe a little, like, passive offensively or this was, like, kind of unimpressive. I mean, Aaron Gordon, eight points tonight. Like, some some games he just, like, his line, we, we bet on him for, what, ten points, and he didn't even get there for it, so got didn't get the parlay. But Jokic just, man, there was a moment about 30 hours ago, maybe a little bit less than 30 hours ago, when I was honestly wondering, is Jokic hitting a wall? Is he in the lull? Is he took his foot off the gas pedal? Like Since then, he scored 1,000 points, 100 assists, 100 rebounds. He's just been absolutely incredible. My takeaway from this game, 
You know, Denver's defensive intensity is probably going to have to pick up at some point. Oh, yeah. They are... Maybe it's not that important. You have four games in five nights. Just win, baby. They just got to get through these with some wins, and they are now 2-0 and in the first half of this 4-5. and So maybe it should be one of those things where it's like you just can't expect them to sprint the entire way. But over these last 18 games, you have the integration of Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Those are things that are going to have to happen. But I want to see the Nuggets pick up their defensive intensity at some point. It might not happen for another week, two, maybe even three. But at some point, I need to feel confident that this team can stop Juan Toscano-Anderson, Kevon Looney, Moses Moody, Damian Lee. Like, those guys are okay, but they're going to face way better players and teams in the playoffs. And Denver right now is getting cooked. 124, you give up to that group. Is I'm just I, – again, I don't blame them, but at some point I want to see them get stops. I think that's the fear, you know, with this, this Nuggets team and why, you know, maybe they aren't getting the credit that they deserve and people are not buying in is – if you look at their last 10 games where they've went 9-1, they really haven't played, like, many stars. Yeah. You know, they've been playing, like, some really good players and talented players, and those guys have been going off um, against the Nuggets. Um, you know, I think SGA has to been, like, the best, like, player that they played, like, as of late. And he went, like, he went crazy in that game. Um, guys are scoring at will. Um, there's not a, a defensive stopper that's slowing them down, and that's where you know Aaron Gordon's supposed to be in. Because as of late, it feels like Austin Rivers has been their stopper, has yeah, been their their so, top defender, and and that's just not something that you're gonna have like looking forward to the playoffs. And as we get closer to the end of the season, that's how you're gonna win those games, especially against you know the 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 OKC like second and third string. Yeah. You know, you don't have to have a great scoring night, but if you step up on defense, they're not going to be able to score. Um, and the, the Nuggets have just been, you know, uh, evading that. Yeah. Let's go back to Yoke, though, before we move on, just because I, I think we do need to spend some time on him. 32 points on 12 of 17 shooting. Very efficient shooting night from Yoke, as it always is. And by the way, I'm almost bummed that he was 12 of 17. I mean, you saw the scale, like, there were like two or three tonight that he missed that like I he never misses them. I was so shocked that he missed them, you know, like um, but I'm not ragging on him. 12 of 17 is still incredible. 32, 15 rebounds, dominated the boards, 13 assists. Like the cool thing about this was the Warriors really were packing the paint against Denver like all teams are right now. Packing the paint, swarming him, daring, trying to take away cutting angles and daring anybody else to beat him. Denver did not shoot well and yet Yoke still gets 13 assists. Like Yoke, I do think, had a little lull. I, we call it a lull. It's just like he was playing average Yoke, not like super Yoke. He's out of it. He's out of it. Like right now, I just feel like Yoke's back to seeing the Matrix. And what he did tonight, he did not go to sixth gear like he did last night. He did never touch sixth gear. He was in fifth gear for like six minutes. He played most of this game in fourth gear and put up 32, 15, and 13. But I like the mindset that like I can score on my guy at any time. Give it to me and I'll show you. Yeah. Like that's what has been the difference in these last two games um, because he has been trying to score. He has went back into, you know, that bag of I'm going to score on my guy. I'm going to embarrass him. You could even see like a little bit of a bounce um, yeah. to him after he had a few of his finishes. Um, I felt like, you know, a couple of games ago, um, 48 hours ago, he he was in a funk of he's not, you know, having that touch around the rim. He's not knocking down the three ball when he's supposed to. He's, right. you know, he's he's not trying to score in different ways. He this took, is a, he this took a game, one game off. This was a game that he didn't even shoot the three ball. Yeah. He was just like, I'm going to score every single time. It's the second I have a back-to-back. -back. I might not have legs, but guess what? I'm going to go inside, and I'm going to attack my guy. And Looney had no chance against him, and he knew it. He knew it. 
So Yoke took one game off against Houston on Friday. Nuggets Nuggets win. He comes back, and this is what he does in two games. By the way, it's a back-to-back. 39 points on average on 72% shooting. 72% shooting over two games, 39 points. 60% from the three-point line. 73% from the foul line. Like, But he, did, he is averaging 13 free throw attempts over these last two games. That's notable. And then we go over here, 13.5 rebounds, 12 assists, 1.5 steals, 2.5 blocks, a plus 36 combined over those two games. Like, what a ridiculous two game. I know it's only two-game stretch, but can I tell you what I'm thinking, Dev? What is that? Four games in five nights. I think he'll probably play all four. Kind of thinking, what a badge of honor if you can play all four of those games and keep these numbers up. <laughs> if Yoke continues and has two more bangers, you know, coming up here over these next two, and you could look back and say Yoke just played four games in five nights and he put up 37, 12, and 15 or something on 70% shooting, like, you might lock up the MVP. You you actually might close the door on the MVP discussion. Yeah, just pack it up. Pack it up. It, it's it's coming. It's going to stay here, actually. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to ask is, like, do you think that has been, like, an actual approach change with Jokic as far as trying to get to the free throw line? Like, is that, like, where the biggest difference has been with the last couple of games? No. I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I will say this. Actually, here's one thing. There, when You saying this actually made me think. The Nuggets were in the bonus every quarter tonight. Yeah. And that's the power of DeMarcus Cousins. Like, I don't even think DeMarcus Cousins was all that great tonight. He wasn't bad. Like, he was bad in the New Orleans Pelicans game. Tonight, he was good. 13 points, 6 rebounds, 3. So that's actually pretty good. 13 minutes, 13 points, 6 and 3. That's actually really good. So I take it back. He had a decent game tonight. But the number one thing he does is he just draws fouls. Just draws fouls. And the team draws fouls when he's out there. And so, you know, that combination, like, if you if Yoke gets to check in, as he did tonight in the second quarter with seven minutes left and you're already in the bonus, yeah. like, he's just going to get to the foul line. So I honestly think it has to do with that. I would love – I'd be curious to see what Jokic's – free throw attempts are per game in games boogie plays that'd be an interesting stat i could probably go back and manually find this out and that's something that i don't even i've really never thought about is like just the type of pressure especially when you have i feel like jeff green gets to the free throw line michael green gets to the free throw line and like just tries to you know um, put that pressure on the defense and we know for a fact that um cousins is trying to do that so that that does open it up for a guy like Jokic, who's so smart and and cerebral of a player, where he is going to get it and he's going to get the foul. And a lot of the times, and one also Aaron Gordon does that. Like he has other guys that that can you know make the defense have to play them in different ways, and that does you know open up the floor. So that's something that I never really thought about. Do you think so? You brought this up, Nikola. Is he now what three triple doubles away? Back to back triple doubles, by the way. Is he now three away from tying? Tying, so four away from breaking Wilt Chamberlain's record of triple doubles, which is insane. I mean, he's gonna break it this year. There's 18 games left. He's on pace, I would say, to break it this year. He's kind of in his bag right now. I feel, <laughs> you know, with triple doubles especially. Um, is that a big moment for you? Is that Absol- a milestone? That's like absolutely. I agree. Like, like, because we've seen it all. Yeah, we've seen every single one of those. You know. Um, covering the team you know before he got here then he comes and we get to see like that maturation process we get to see him turn into a a killer in every single way so for him to go and break a record that i never even thought about like you know high school dev 
he wasn't <laughs> thinking about no damn Wilt Chamberlain. Right. <laughs> like, you're not, you, there's no way high that a guy could dev, break yeah. something like that. So, high school dev wasn't thinking. What was high school dev thinking about? Will Chamberlain in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't thinking he was of that. He a different Will Chamberlain record. We had different records. <laughs> <laughs> so for, for Jokic to be chasing that. <laughs> oh, High school dev. High school dev. Wow. Yeah, so, I, now I get where all these relationship stories come from. Wow. <laughs> now, now I get why. All right. So, so yeah, like. He he's like really just in a, like a, a different bag, and, and I think it means a lot just to see it completely. <laughs> High school dev was different, man. He was just absolutely different. Uh, Yoke's just incredible, man. And like I, you know, I don't. First of all, this is, sounds weird to say the three point the three point thing got in in Barton's head and it became a thing. I don't think it'll happen with Yoke this way. Like for one, I just don't oh. think he cares. Uh, also, triple doubles—they're not like a thing. I guess you chase him. Like, there could be a game if you got nine assists with four minutes to go. Is he, like, really hunting because he knows it's coming? You want it to happen at home? I don't know. But um, I but I don't think it'll be a distraction. I just think it's going to happen. In fact, we should look at this. I'm kind of curious. This makes me curious. At Sacramento, is Jokic getting a triple-double? Yes. <laughs> you think he's getting one there? Yes. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Golden State at home. Fourth game in five nights. It's Golden State. You getting a triple-double? No, I don't even think he plays in that game. <laughs> okay, he might rest, yeah. Toronto, you play Toronto at home? Yes. Yes, that's a triple-double? Yeah, they don't even have Mobley in that game, right? Or, like, they're not believed to have Mobley. Mo Mobley, Toronto, not Cap, Toronto. not Cleveland. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you got Siakam. I mean, I don't know what you're going to Yeah, they don't have a center. All right. They don't have a center. Yes, he'll get that. They got the link, though. I'm going to say no on that one. I'm going to say no. You say yes. At Philly? That would be – no, that's – he actually, who do they play yo, right before yo, Philly? Hold up, hold up, He's hold up. He's going to rest up, the game up, before that. Up. He's playing hold all up. out against Philly. If yo he can tied, break it if against If tied Wilt Chamberlain's record in the game at Philly, especially if Denver got a win, literally throw, lock it down. Lock it down. The MVP, they might hand him the, pres the trophy there. Who right do they play the right before the Philly game? Toronto. He might not play in that game. Come on, man. They're going to want him to just really go off against you. He's going to want to go off against Embiid in every single way. So, Going to that game, I don't game think he rested. gets a triple double there. I don't think so. That would be man. That would that would be like the story itself. That's the banger right there. That is the banger. Washington. That's next Monday, by the way. That's a one week away. At Washington, two nights later. Yes, they don't have a center <laughs> either, and I feel like he really just goes off against them every time. At Cleveland, uh, I don't think that one. They got a lot of bigs. Yeah, no. And so then you come back and you have Boston. Now here's what's crazy. I think there's a good chance we look at the twentieth. That's that home game you return, you play against Boston. Then you have the, the, the Clippers, then you have Phoenix. Those are tough three games right there. There's a good chance that the Nuggets could get Murray and or Porter back for one of those games, and Jokic could break Wilt Chamberlain's triple-double record in one of those games. There's a really good chance it could happen. You know what else it could happen, guys? March 26th, the DNVR Nuggets takeover. It could be. That could be the game. You know... You would kick yourself if you were not at that game and you had an opportunity to. So sign up, dmdrlocker.com. Let's take our first break. And I'm going to tell you guys about Breckenridge Brewery and in particular the Mile High City Copper Lager. This is the uh, like PBR tasting lager from uh, Breckenridge Brewery. They have a whole lineup of great beers. Vanilla Porter Jr., the Avalanche Amber Ale. What type of, like right now we're in third spring. This is the third and final, or I'm sorry, third and final winter. The final winter of the year. We're in that right now. I would say... It's probably a vanilla porter G. What do you think, Kale? It's IPA season. You think it's IPA season? IPA season. All right. So you got the Hot Peak IPA. Yeah. 
You got the Hot Peak IPA. That's uh, Maybe it's Hot Peak IPA season right now. Check that out. You can use the Breck Brew locator to find out where they spell Breck Brew. Be it a bar, a tap house, a... Uh, a restaurant or a liquor store you can use the breck brew locator and it will tell you what places have it in stock so you can check it out they've also got Celsius. spring season is almost here a time to start getting that summer bod on you might want to go over to the Celsius or the lemonades they got all that good stuff uh so check them out breckenridge brewery also want to tell you guys about DraftKings sportsbook you guys know about them um, uh the let me see what we have here going on. Confer oh, yeah. Actually, one of the most fun weeks of the year for gambling is, is upon us, Dev. Oh. March Madness. Man. March e Madness. Edgar's going to come from behind the curtains and tell us he's been <laughs> sleeping here the entire time. March Madness was a lot of fun last year. Um, I'm excited to be at the bar for the entire day. That, that has to be like an actual. four days. That has to be a ritual now. Like yeah. We, there's a live show we that goes the entire day. Can we bring like sleeping bags? This should be the the DNVR sleepover. We're that just was, here for really that was that was fun. Um, you know, you have a lot of really good talking heads and RK and and those guys that yeah. really do bring it. And then you just get like different guys throughout the day that are just just guessing. Yeah, You're just guessing on the day. Yeah, it's fun though. Like you have drinks all day. It's March Madness. It's fun. I mean, how else are you gonna get like IUPUI versus Oral Roberts? You're like, how else are you gonna care about that game? You put a little money on it, all of a sudden, you're cheering for whatever <laughs> Oral Roberts' mascot is. You're all in about him. But conference championships. You ready to feel the excitement for conference championships like never before? Turn your team's victory into your own big win with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can bet five dollars on any team to win and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If you win. If they win, you win. Uh, Sportsbooks isn't available in your state yet. You can still join on the action with DraftKings Pools. So this is for everybody. The pools. This is like a March Madness Pools. You can do it with DraftKings Sportsbook. Everyone can play for free all March long for a shot at over $250,000 in prizes. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code DNBR. Bet $5 on any college groups <coughs> team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 or older, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sports, uh, Sportsbook for details. Um, let me see here. What else do they have? One, one last thing. Nope, it's not there. All right, let's move into segment two. You know who I want to talk about next? Number one guy outside of Yoko I want to talk about? Davon Reed. Mm. Davon Reed has been on the shelf for a while. Will Barton goes down. So it's Davon Reed time. He gets an opportunity, and boy, did he take advantage of it. First of all, remember how good Davon Reed was playing earlier in the year? This isn't like he just played good this stint. <coughs> he was actually playing really well when he was getting minutes. He comes in tonight after being on the shelf for a long time, gets 20 minutes, goes 6 of 8 from the field, 5 of 7 from the three-point line, 17 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 block, and I just thought looked like a player. Davon Reed... Actually, I'll, I'll first throw to you. What do you? How do you analyze his game? I mean, that dude is big time. Like, really, if you just look at his season as a whole, he gets converted after having some minutes. Yeah, he was playing minutes as a t as a, a ten way, right? Like yeah. ten way, um, ten day, um, to start the year. Right out, um, now he's a two way. A, a few different times, then that gets converted into a two way um, for the entire year, and he stops playing. But he doesn't give up. He doesn't, you know, powder anything like that. He stays ready until the moment that he gets his opportunity. 
he gets it against you know uh the warriors and again that was pretty close like i'm sure that they wanted you know more guys to play just because it was supposed to be a, bl a blowout or you just expect your team to like just bounce back in a different way but again it's the second night of a back-to-back -back, so he comes in and he gives that second unit life and showed exactly why they put him on a two-way right. exactly why they want to keep him around um i don't think he's a rotational piece but he's also just a good piece to have that you could throw out there from time to time and he's going to make things happen like i really do feel like he's like the most reliable shooter when he when he shoots <laughs> it i feel confident in his shot every time because he like he proves that time and time again so that's a guy that really just belongs in the nba and he's going to be around for a while here's what i think's going on with davon reed because you watch him tonight and honestly if we're being completely honest you watch him in the games that he's played kind of looks to me like He's one of the 10 best guys. Like, he's looked like that almost all, every game he's played in. Here's what I think is going on. Michael Malone has a thing that I can't even really fully blame him for, even though I'm like, there's things I love about it, things I don't love about it. I think Michael Malone, he, he likes to play guys that have been there first. Like, first in, you're going to be the first opportunity. And Davon Reed's opportunity hasn't fully been there. There's pockets like tonight where he got to play. There were moments where in the season where guys were in COVID or, or out or this or that, and he got his opportunity. I think Davon Reed is going to be a part of the Nuggets' future plans. I think this is his Monte Morris first year. Remember, Monte Morris went down to the mm -hmm. G. I think this is his first year. So many guys have done that. Even P.J. Dozier. Remember P.J. Dozier's first year? We wanted to see him, and he was on the shelf a lot. What, two things. I think, one, you know, they, Davon Reed's bounced around. I think they're like, hey, put your roots down here. Next year, this summer, we're going to give you a bigger contract. We want you to come back, and you're going to be that 10th man with an opportunity to move up. And also, like, that might also just keep him a little bit cheaper, let's be honest. They play him all this time. It might be a guy that I think maybe you give him a two plus one or a three-year deal or something like that after this year on really low money because he's never had that big contract. And now you might have locked up a guy for the next three years. Real championship push. And you look at this guy as a guy that can fill in some gaps. But I think more than anything, it's just Michael Malone has this thing and it's important. The guys that were here first and have played well, like if they play bad, you get bumped. But if you are here and you play well, you know, they get the first crack out of it, even if there's a guy behind them. So I honestly think that's what's going on. You watch Davon and you think maybe he could help now, but um, I think this is his wax on, wax off phase. With this whole COVID thing, you know what, like, has, like, just changed or just went together altogether? Counting how many games a guy spends on the regular roster. Yeah. Um, and not, you know, in the G League or on that two-way type of contract yeah, i remember like when tory craig was around you counted every single yeah. like well you had to playing. that time yeah but it feels like it just went away completely yeah. where guys are just kind of with the team it's just like an added on roster spot and maybe that's me just not knowing the rules because it just doesn't feel like he ever has to go to the g league um and, i mean and that's just like also a difference with like bo bo and play like right. players like that is when they played you were like excited and you wanted them to play, but you were just like, hey, I wish he got a little bit more minutes in the G League just to get them like fresh um, and not rusty. With Davon Reed, you don't feel that. It feels like he's like a part of the team. He could go three or four games without playing, and then he gets in for a few minutes and, and he contributes. So, like, you don't feel like Davon Reed should be a G League type of player. He's a part of the team. He, like you said, he looks like one of the 10 best guys on the team because he just brings so many things on offense on defense he knocks down the three ball like he's just like a really complete player if he replaced let me see here Bryn Forbes next year how do you how would you feel about that Bryn Forbes is out Davon Reed is in well if, if Bryn Forbes can't shoot anymore 
Davon Reed can't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you're like Davon Reed's the better shooter. I mean, so if you let him shoot that many shooting. times, like or that's the only thing that he focuses on, I don't think that it's a huge difference. Like, and I mean, I don't want to just pick on Forbes straight from this game because he didn't he's make been, any. He's been because shooting. he has been shooting the yeah. ball pretty well, but I don't feel like it's that much of a difference. I feel like Davon Reed adds those type of things, and he also does a little bit more than Forbes. Forbes is a good knockdown shooter, but Davon Reed can do a little bit of everything. And also, I told you, I feel confident every single time that he touches uh, the ball or shoots the ball. I feel like he just makes the right decisions as well. So I feel confident in Davon Reed and just having him. Um, and you're not having to pay him as much. He's confident too, man. Like, he's weird how confident he is for a guy that really hasn't made it yet. Um, Austin Rivers, if he replaced Austin Rivers next year, Austin Rivers is out, Davon Reed is in. Every minute that Austin Rivers played this year goes to Davon Reed. Do you feel good bad middle like indifferent i still feel confident i really like what austin rivers brings Me to too. the nuggets like Me too. He, he's a vet that really can defend multiple positions like austin rivers is, is guarding wings at times and they really need that type of depth like you know they need a guy that can do those type of things so i i don't feel as confident as if i you know got rid of forbes but i still feel like he can fill that void we've seen davon reed have some really good defensive games yeah. We got to see him like on an island with yo. I mean, with LeBron. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm never gonna forget and he that. Claps in his face <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he got. Hey, I'll never I'm forget never that. Either. that was great. So like, we've seen these moments for Davon Reed. Um, we just don't see enough of them because we don't see him play a lot. So, I could be like bullish on Davon Reed, but it's because I don't see him a whole bunch. So, if I see more of it, then I'll, I'll have an answer for it. Um. I mean, the other guy would be like Will Barton, you know, which obviously would would indicate a major shakeup or like a Bones Highland. I don't see the Democrats <coughs> doing that. I just like Davon Reed. I mean, he's my new P.J. Dozier. He's the guy that I'm like, he's just a straight role player, but I like what he does. I think he can make smart plays. I think he can knock down shots, and I think he could – I don't know if he's an elite defender, but he's got some length, and I just, I'm just i curious to see more of him, and I hope he makes the roster again next year. Um I don't know. Who, is there anybody else that really stands out to you that you want to, like, kind of highlight? I mean, DeMarcus Cousins, again, like, makes his presence kind of known, especially with drawn fouls. Is there anybody else here that you, you feel really deserves a mention? Jeff Green had a big game, 7-11, 18 points. Yeah, Jeff Green, just Couple because dunks. you have to talk about that block. Like, yeah. That really was, like, the play of the game. It's, like, the, the highlight of the game. Um, just because the Warriors actually did make a, a push to get back in the game, um, they really did fight hard. Like, you got to give them credit for how they came out and competed. Um, I, I didn't feel like the Nuggets, like, thought the gamer was getting away, but they actually made a push, and they that's one or two misses away from, like, Oh, oh the if game. he makes that when it goes to one point, and you're right that I think the Nuggets probably had, you know, control of the game, but anything can happen if you anything. if you mess around. And that, game, that was a huge swing. So I agree. That was the play of the game. And then they just come down, like, and, and it just calmed things down, but – it was just so different what we're seeing with, with Jeff because that was a high-effort play. He really went and ran down a guy that was having a, a monster game. Jordan Poole was having a monster game, and he goes and blocks that. Um, like, you really do have to talk about those things. And also, right. he just applies so much pressure to the rim that you talked about. He's getting fouled. Um, he's um, making guys, like, you know, have to take those silly fouls uh, oftentimes. And he, he creates a lot of mismatches, so... He's a player that uh, that we have to speak about. The homie, uh, let me see who it was. The homie James Rate sent me this. Uh, I have to look at it real quick because I said my theory. He did some calculations about free throw attempts for Jokic with and without uh, Boogie. Let's see. Free throw attempts per game without Boogie, 5.3. 
Free throw attempts with games with Boogie, 7.1. That's all. 1.8 per game increase. That is pretty big. That's a, I mean, that's a meaningful one. Now, the 12 or 13 game sample size, it's still a little bit small. It's still, it's still a little bit of a small sample size, but hey, there's something to it. Um, there could be something to that overall. So we'll have to keep our eye on it. Shouts to the homie James Rate for doing the, the work there. That was fantastic. Super helpful. Um, let me see who else. Yeah, Jeff Green. The thing that... I've said this a lot. Jeff Green reminds me of Wilson Chandler and that there's just a lot of times where you look at him and you think like he's so good, you know he could be better. And sometimes it just looks like he's coasting. Like Wilson Chandler played smooth and that I didn't always think he was going 100%, but when he did, it was like went to a whole other level. I think Jeff Green's similar to that. Sometimes really athletic guys with that like 6'8", 6'9", body, like it could look like that. But that was one of those plays where I think Jeff Green, he's a veteran. He knew that was a big moment. He knew that was one where it's like, I got to put the afterburners on and go and make this play. Aaron Gordon, we talked about him a little bit tonight. A little concerned. I mean, eight points, five assists, zero rebounds from him tonight. This was a perimeter game. I'm a little, again, I'm giving it a pass, but I want to see him be a lockdown defender again. And I just, I feel like he's kind of got cooked by, so like Moody cooked him for a bit tonight. Poole cooked him for a little bit tonight. I just want to see a, a game... He's done it when it matters. Like, he's turned on, okay, now it's time to lock down, and he's done it. But I don't know. That it's, it's not lost on me that Moody had a career high tonight, that, that uh, Poole went off tonight, and he had it wasn't all on him, but he was tasked with. And when the Nuggets did flip the switch, Michael Mullen called that rage timeout in the third, he started getting into guys like full. Like, he was out five, six, seven feet behind the three-point line getting into him, and that's how they won. So maybe it is just a load management thing, but it's just when he plays great defense, the Nuggets win. Yeah, I was gonna say it maybe has to be a low management thing yeah. because he still hasn't got called out yet. That's true. So it's yeah. like there's an understanding of why he's not doing it's or, a good point. or or something like that. Because if you bring a guy in to be a lockdown defender and he keeps getting cooked, he's you know, he he has a game where he gets zero rebounds, he's standing on the perimeter, but he's not even shooting the three ball. Like he just this was kind of like a coast game for him. Um yeah. just you know, kind of going through the motions. But also, there has to be a time where he, like, a window, hey, now I have to get into playoff mode. Now I have to get there physically, uh, mentally, emotionally, where I'm going to have to be that that defender. I'm going to have to be that lockdown guy for the Nuggets because you already know when playoffs come, they're giving the ball to Yoke every single time. They just have to. So how are you going to impact the game? How are you going to, you know, put your foot down and show that, like, what they brought you there for? It's going to be have to be with your bread and butter, and that's on the defensive end. So I'm just waiting for that moment where he gets back into, like, that's what he wants to do because that's what he was brought here for. Maybe it's coming soon, and, like, you get reinforcements offensively with Michael Porter, and maybe it allows him to, to lock in on that zone. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, some updates, you know, have to wait for some updates there. Monte Morris was sneaky good tonight. I mean, 18 points. He actually was a game-high plus 15. 18 points, 5 rebounds, 7 assists. Eight, six of 11, shooting two of six from the three-point line. He just remained solid. And then Austin Rivers, same thing, 15 points tonight, uh, two rebounds, four assists, but three steals for, for Austin Rivers, including he has like – he's the only guy on the team that really does this consistently, pick guys' pockets for breakaways, and he had a breakaway dunk today. I feel like he gets one of those every three games or so, and I don't know if anybody else gets any. Exactly. So that shows how Other than good of, would get him of a play. defender he is and how yeah. he is locked down on that, that end of the floor. Also, haven't been complaining about like the the jab steps and uh, you know trying to um, take you know contested shots and things like that. Yeah. Um. Back to Monte. I mean, he had eighteen points, seven assists, zero turnovers. 
<laughs> the, second, the, full, the full Monte? Yeah, it, that was the full Monte. And <laughs> he's been doing this. He's been scoring so well and taking care of the ball where it's just like we, we just think that that was just like a, a calm you know, game. And that is a, that's an excellent game from your starting point guard on the second night of a back-to-back that just keeps everyone under control. Even when, you know, the offense is going not so well and things like that, it doesn't be Monte that, that puts him in that, like, in that situation or that funk. He just, he does what he has to do every single night. So you could just pencil him in. We need Eric. You think we get Eric to make us a full Monte graphic that we could just drop whenever he has the, like, major assist, no turnovers, the full Monte? The full Monte. <laughs> Sometimes you get the half Monte. They should just cut it off on some game if he has a turnover or two. I've got two. All right, can you pull up the Millsap? Did you see? Can you go to Millsap's timeline? I want to do a quick check in on Dad. Yeah, on Twitter. Just just look for Paul Millsap. He doesn't tweet very often, but he had an absolute banger tonight. (laughs) Made me miss him. It's his uh, his last one. There he goes. All right, let's read this. Pull it up on screen here. Uh, Let's check in on Dad. Every time I got stitches or had a busted lip. After the game, my granny would say, you better start hitting them back. Little did she know, I was hitting them back. With pump fakes and step backs. <laughs> he put LOL. LOL <laughs> man, Millsap is like, I miss it, man. I miss the dad jokes. That was like a 10 out of 10 dad joke. The crazy part is like he's just sitting there on an off night, and that's the thing he's thinking about right now. Like it's late at night. He's like probably at the kitchen table or like on the couch watching games, and he's like, I, I, like he probably is telling a story about how many stitches he got or, you know, something like that. And he, he, had, to, he had to put that. Like that is really like the dad of dads. <laughs> the dad is the dad. He had He's just younger left, than me. He left Michaels and he went home. <laughs> and, and, that, and that's Yo, what he boasted. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Kale might relate to this. I love Michaels. Big, <laughs> Mike, big, big fan of Michaels, man. They have some great stuff. All kinds of colored pencils. Like every type of colored pencil you want. <laughs> you got you got like all kinds of cool places to put them. My girls, my girls like to paint, so I got all these like easels and stuff. I love Michaels. Man. I Why do a lot you of go to Michaels? Can I go there? It's always for the girls. You no, know, no. you buy stuff for there. You ask Kale. Why does Kale <laughs> go to Michaels? <laughs> I'm saying they got cool stuff at Michaels. Cool crafts and activities. I got a, I got a framed. We're, but we're craftsmen, man. I got a framed shirt. Coloring books from, from Michaels. A framed shirt. Uh, I have one other question. And you probably hadn't thought about this until I'm about to bring it up. <laughs> Where did the Sambor Shuffle go? Oh. How long has it been since we've seen a Sambor Shuffle? Look, Yoke's killing it. He's killing the game. But we haven't seen a true Sambor in a while. And especially, like, Yoke for a while there was busting him out for no reason. Just like. Yeah. And now, I just, I feel like it went away. He missed a lot. I think it's a good and a bad thing that there's not a Sambor sh- Shuffle. I feel like it used to be at the end of shot clocks when, yep. like, People was throwing them like grenades and they were just like get it out of my hands and he had to create. Um, also, I think that he now just like makes his decisions so quick that he doesn't have to have, an, uh, you know, the ball in his hands. I felt like that was an alternative shot to just try to get the guy off of him. Now he can just he, he understood that he's way bigger, way stronger, way more dominant than everybody else. So his footwork in the post is where he's getting most of his, you know, buckets. Um, but I, I mean, I, everybody loves a good sambor. Of everybody. course, we haven't seen it in so long. I just kind of miss it. I mean, it's not a big deal. I just, I just kind of miss it. Uh, all right, let's take a break here. On the other side, we got Harrison Wind at Ball Arena. He'll be joining us here in just a little bit. But first, I want to tell you about Evoca TV. 
And actually, let me pull this up because I got a testimonial today, guys. I love our partner so much, like, you know, partner, especially like Avaca TV. I got this message today. I want to read it. I put it out on Twitter from um, from Eric. He says, hey, Adam, thanks for the Avaca adverts. I don't live in Denver, but I still live in the broadcast market, New Mexico. So League Pass is blocked out. So I got to watch on the sly. But. I pass it along to my dad who loves the Nuggets and hasn't been able to watch. He's disabled and watching Nuggets games is one of my favorite and only ways to connect with him. And last night was his first game on Avaca. First of all, can you imagine not getting to watch Yoke for the longest and then you get to watch him and last night was the game you oh, got? Oh. Like, <laughs> think You're about like, how this great is what that I've is. been missing. Then they're like, what? Oh my God. <coughs> so no joke. I got the same number of texts about how much he loved the game as uh, uh, how many how stoked he was for Avaca. He said it was super easy to use and get set up. Glad you're getting options online for people to watch. I love that I, first of all, I love that I got credit for Avaca TV. Like I didn't do anything and they just <laughs> advertised with us. I advertise them. But honestly, I love this story so much because I honestly believe that getting to watch Nikola Jokic is like, we owe it to the world. We cannot, <laughs> we can't hide it from the world. Avaca TV, and I like that they had this new company has found a way to get it done. We don't have to go like, oh, I hope these, you know, whatever, Comcast gets it together. No, somebody smart has created an alternative. Evoca TV is a totally new paradigm. By the way, and then when I put that tweet out, all these people flooded my mentions with like, I switched to them, they're awesome, love them, awesome company, local company. Totally new paradigm for TV delivery that's less expensive, more efficient, and offers a superior picture than legacy providers. And most important of all, they carry Altitude Sports. They have a growing number of channels that are going to their lineup. They have service to Denver, Colorado Springs, Phoenix, Boise, Twin Falls. Most importantly, they've got Altitude Sports. They have also are going to have AT&T Sportsnet coming very soon. So you can check out Nuggets, Avs, Rapids, Mammoth, plus Rams, Pioneers, and baseball as well. Here's what you do. Go to avacatv slash dnvr. That's avaca.tv slash dnvr, E-V-O-C-A dot TV slash dnvr. Only pay $25 a month plus the receiver. There's no contracts, no hidden fees, and price is locked in for two years. And oh, by the way, they're such homies that they are sponsoring the party bus. They're sponsoring the party bus, made it a little bit cheaper for everybody, and we're going to be able to have a lot of fun with that. Hopefully we can make this one a success so we can do it again in the playoffs. Um, so Avaca TV, one of my favorite partners that we have, and I just love that testimony. I wanted to share it with you. Also going to tell you about Sexy Pizza. You guys know about Sexy Pizza. They share a bit, uh, They share this this building with us. Where is Sexy Pizza at? How come it's... Well, it is. The, yeah, I do know it's on the top floor. Thanks. Thank you, Cal. What is Sexy Pizza, you might ask? With 13 years in the Denver community, Sexy Pizza is as local as it gets. Hand-tossed deck, deck oven pizza with made-from-scratch each morning dough. Choose your own adventure with their wide range of toppings or try one of their signature philanthropies where a portion of every sale uh, from these five specialty pies is donated to a range of different nonprofits right here in Colorado. Looking to have Sexy Pizza support your organization or event? Go to www.sexy.pizza and check out their About page for the donations link to see how Sexy Pizza can support your cause. 12, 16, 18-inch crust, uh, all kinds of good stuff. And then they've got locations all over Denver. Capitol Hill, South, Old South Pearl, Jefferson Park, and Park Hill, and a new location in Trin Trinidad, Colorado, way down in Trinidad, that just opened up. So check them out. Sexy.pizza, the best URL in all of the land. Um, all right, we have some super chats, I understand. Yep. What are the kids saying online these days? Patrick Rasmussen says, Dev led all DNVR hosts and TPM for the homestand. Wow. Dev, what a run. I am on a I am on an absolute banger. <laughs> Just roll it tonight with Dev. <laughs> um all right. 
F you, Patrick. Whatever, man. I don't Patrick, feel like that's, the, stat, that's my, the stat that's, is terrible. That's my person. A flawed stat. Jokic Spirit blessed animal. by the basketball gods and by extension, the Nugs. It's so true. It's so true that Jokic is so great that we just are benefiting from his greatness just by proximity. You ever notice that? Yeah, I've, I've become a better man by watching I haven't, but yet I get all the rewards of you <laughs> and him being better men. It's incredible. That makes sense now. Actually, makes I think about it. <laughs> Just by proximity. What else we got? Another one? Come on. Rayvon leads DNVR chat and TPM on the year, plus 733. Wow, this these chats are really adding up. Uh, thank you for that one, Patrick. What else we got? Dylan. Dylan Smith says, Dylan, I named my daughter Dylan. Big Bob Dylan fan. Hopefully you are as well, Dylan. I feel like Jokic gets a 2020 game this year. It was my bold prediction earlier. I can't wait to see it happen. Man, it's going to be tough. 20 assists is tough, man. If he got a 20-20-20 at this point to the end of the season, really, there's so many things that could happen to just secure the MVP. But if he gets a 20-20-20, <laughs> I hope it's against the, the Sixers. That would be 20-20-20. How do you not – the game should be over before you get to 20-20-20. That's the thing is like – your yeah, teammates got to really be letting you down. I was about to say, that means that it is a close, close game. And you probably went to overtime. Probably played no defense in that game, which I got. Yeah, whatever, as long as you win. Jack says, uh, only here for when Bones comes on. <laughs> Make it a regular segment, man. You know we would love to have Bones on. Trying to, hey, there's a chance. All I'm saying is there's a chance. <laughs> Bones is Bones is a really cool, creative guy, man. I think everybody, everybody was feeling the love this last show. Um, but please tune in even when he's not here. That <laughs> would be a bummer. Uh, Danny says, Nuggets have been getting to the rim the past two games. Gordon last night, Rivers Green tonight. Got to maintain that uh, trend when shots aren't falling. It's true, man. Nuggets got to be tenacious going to the basket. I do think, one thing I'll say, it's you notice the Warriors have been a team that traditionally has been very good at getting to the rim and scoring at the rim. Shooting and getting to the rim go hand in hand. And I think when Denver gets some of their shooters back, that paint's going to open up in a way that will allow, allow for that. Uh, what else we got? Goat Boy says, Super Chat, I love the smell of triple double in the Serbian morning. I am sleeping as you read this, but I don't need to be awake to know the vibes are immaculate. Hell yeah, Goat Boy, all the way from Serbia. Go back to bed. Get a little sleep before work. No problem there. Then uh, Astray or Astray says, can we even believe the legit possibility that Jokic, a center, could end the season with both leading the league in triple doubles and breaking Wilt's record? Can we believe it? I almost can't believe that it won't happen at this point. It just feels feels destined to happen. But then he just gets to keep going. He like that's the going. part that's scary is because he still has so much basketball left in him that he's now going to be the guy that no one can catch again ever. 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 Ever, ever. Let me see the triple doubles here. I'm looking at the all-time record for it. So, Yoke is currently seventh, four away from Will. And then after that, he'll be 25 away from LeBron. And obviously, LeBron's still going. 20, 30, basically, away from Jason Kidd. So, I mean, he has a real chance. Like, next year, I suspect with by next year, he should be in the top five in triple doubles, which would be pretty, pretty remarkable. Pretty crazy. Yoke, man, just keeps going. Should we go around the association? All right, I asked that rhetorically. I guess nobody was listening. Should we go around the side? Oh, let's go around the association. Let's see what's happening here. The Lakers had an easy one. They took on the San Antonio Spurs, so they won. Oh, no, they lost. Oh, my God, the Lakers. Honest question, Dev. Let's let's clown the Lakers for a little bit. Did Le I don't think LeBron played tonight, did he? I no. think he sat. <laughs> Picked a time to rest, huh? What a weird one. I have. A, here's a bold prediction. I predict LeBron James will pull a hamstring very soon. 
Yeah, like you have to fake an injury if you have a, a season like that. Like, because like first off, he's playing so like exceptionally well. Like for him to be this old <laughs> and to be putting up these type of numbers, amazing. But for the team to be so shitty. And to be losing the way that they're losing at this rate, they're in ninth seed right now, and they're not. It doesn't even look like they could get to eighth. So like they're in the playoff. I mean the playing game, and also the people under them are right there battling. They still have Portland right there who are shitty. So for them to be at the same situation as Portland, that just shows what type of season that they've been having. And then also um, they have New Orleans right there who's now tr like you know trending in the right direction. Um, the Lakers are two and eight in their last games, our last ten games. Not good. Not two and good. eight, unbelievable. So here's the option. We talked about this, I think, once before. The Lakers could lose to the Pelicans, and the Lakers could miss the play-in. Like LeBron could play, and they could just miss the play-in. I don't think that one will happen, but it could. The Lakers could lose to the Pelicans in the first play-in game, and then be eliminated by Brandon Ingram, who they traded away. I, that's really bad. They could win the first game and then lose the second one either to the Clippers or Timberwolves. If it was the Clippers, that's a real disaster. Then you have a real PR hit <laughs> if you lose and miss the playoffs because the Clippers knocked you out. Or you could somehow sneak into the 1-8 matchup and take on Phoenix and get curb stomped. There's no good options for the Lakers. LeBron has to know this. I just would not be surprised. He played had a 56-point game. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the... Man, it's a bummer he got hurt right then because he was <laughs> he Dev he was he was really coming on strong, man. You see that fifty-seven six-point game? He was starting to play the best basketball. His his team let him down this his year. His team let him down so hard. They had a guy hurt, you know, this year. It's so true. No one else had to go through the way he's had to go. Westbrook through. was taking all those bad shots. Like Westbrook, Westbrook played a lot this year, but he just he wasn't a, a all-star caliber caliber so true. Um, point guard. And also, they had a guy that was down, and then he. But then LeBron got hurt with 18 games to go, and just like Actually, they would have, they probably, would, they probably would have been a six seed if he didn't get hurt. But he got hurt, you know. And he also was playing through an injury from since game. three. Uh, he was actually he, nobody knew game that. Three. Remember when he came out after the finals, his hand was all wrapped, and he's like, "Oh, you guys noticed that, huh?" Yeah. If you it's go like, back and, and and watch in the bubble, he hurt his wrist on yeah. it, and he played on it. This entire yeah, time, this now he's going to take time to rest. He's not going to get surgery. He's going to take time to rest. This is my bold take. I think LeBron calls in sick for the rest of the year for some like some some injury because uh, he sees there's only bad scenarios. I'm such a hater, and it feels so good. <laughs> the uh, Jazz fell to the Mavericks. The Mavericks are the best team in basketball. I don't understand how it works. Luka Doncic had the worst flop in the history of flops. The basketball gods must not have been watching because he gets 35, 16, and seven. Man. Look at that stat line. 35-16 rebounds, 7 assists. Those are Jokic numbers. Yeah, man, when, when Luka's on, he, he is on. He and does whatever he wants. And also, um, the Jazz are struggling right now, right? Like, it looks like they've been losing, like, some pretty big games. They just got blown out by the Pelicans. They yeah. go into this game and lose it. I, I'm not sure what they actually are, but it just feels like they're, like, just, just trending in the wrong direction. Yeah, I, and the Mavericks, on the other hand, just will never lose. Like, Denver's on this run. They haven't caught any ground up on on, <laughs> the, on the Mavs. It's the wildest thing. So we got to keep our eye on that one. They now are just a half game behind Utah for that 4-5 home court advantage, which I think it'll be. Uh, I still don't think Denver catches either of them. Uh, Denver is only one game behind Dallas, but I don't, I don't know that Denver really cares. They just want to avoid seven. And then that 4-5, it's kind of cool that those two teams – uh, are that close because it really could come down to home court advantage. It could come down to the very end of the season, which is always cool. You always love to see that. Talk about a team that's on fire right now. The Timberwolves, 124-81, to 81, just 
completely destroyed this poor Blazers team. Um, the Blazers obviously pretty short-handed. No Nurkic, you know, no no Lillard. But you have any thoughts about that? One twenty-four. No, that that Portland team, like they've they've already packed it up. They've already melted in this year. Um, and I mean, the writing has been on the wall. You could see that when they got rid of McCullum, um, that things were just gonna you know go in the wrong direction. They're playing guys that literally nobody knows. Brandon Williams, yeah. Greg Brown, Elijah. Hughes. Those are all basic names, so I know that they shouldn't be in the NBA right now. So. I just don't feel like um, Portland has anything to play for. So everybody's going to blow them out. And if there's one team that's really going to try to blow them out, it's going to be the Timberwolves. <laughs> yeah. Carl Anthony Towns, he lives for those He does moments. live for blowout wins. He really oh, does. Oh, and he's going to go off every single time. Yeah. Um, the Heat and the Rockets, 123 to 106. The Heat win. The Rockets, a terrible team. Uh, somebody, who was I talking to earlier that was like, yo, I got great odds on the Blazers and Rockets. In a parlor. Who was it? It was Jesse. He's like, it's probably not going to happen, but it's worth $2 to win like 40 And I was like, bro, the Rockets just won on accident the other day. They're going to lose every game the rest of the year. There's no way they no get purpose. a win. Anyway, they those two teams combined to lose by 60. So tough, tough bet. Tough bet. Uh, the 76ers beat the Bulls. Uh, no Vucevic in this one. Joel Embiid goes off. He had 43 points, 14 rebounds, two assists, two steals, three blocks. Filled up the stat sheet, 16 free throws. Um... The 76ers continue to roll, but unfortunately, the, the Bulls continue to lose. CHGO, yet to have a winner's lounge. They, have <laughs> they don't two, know what it looks like. They huh? don't know what it looks like. They have two losses for the Bulls, two losses for the Blackhawks. Nobody else playing. Um, tough scene out there, man. Just just, just cursed. They're just <laughs> cursed out there. They, they, they started up, and they're just going to have to learn how to lose for a while. It's, um, it's the opposite of when we opened PHNX, and they immediately were great at everything. And, every single and day. it was so annoying. And then yeah. they were what well, they went ten and zero to start for the Cardinals, losing like that is where character is made. So so good it's luck, to them. good <laughs> luck with them, man. Uh, those guys are really fun, man. They're a lot of fun. Um, and then finally we go over the Pistons. Actually, I got two more. The Pistons beat the Hawks. Man, what are the Pistons doing? They're really blowing up their tank too. They're supposed to be losing. The Hawks are supposed to be winning. That's a kind of a crazy one. And then the Knicks beat the Kings. This poor Kings, man. They are now officially worse. After with this game, they officially become worse than they were before the trade. You make a win-now trade where you trade away a future piece and get worse. Are the Kings the f biggest fountain of sadness in the NBA? What's the saddest franchise in the NBA? They just set a record, I believe, for most consecutive below 500 seasons. It was like 16 or something. Oh, then it's them for sure. I think it is them, man. <coughs> and it's not close. And they also let guys go off in this game. Julius Randle, who I didn't even, you know think was good anymore he's, he's going my least for 40 favorite points in, in the game rj barrett has 27 emmanuel quickly who we never seen him in bones you know at the <laughs> same time 24 points like everybody goes off against them i guess damn harrison's still waiting for Jokic, so this one might be like seven ten more minutes what do you think dev what do we do what do we do <laughs> at this time i'm telling him we might just quit the show <laughs> is bones around <laughs> Anybody have a line? Is Bones is Bones coming in, Kelf? Like no? Can 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 you hit him the feed? Can he know? Or he's not gonna go. Damn it! Uh, all right. Well, well, shit, man. Um, let me see. I'm gonna write him one more time. Are there any questions in the chat? <laughs> yeah, chat here. I think tomorrow. By the way, I think we're gonna be off tomorrow. We'll have shows again Wednesday, Thursday. Probably have a Friday show as well. Uh, some kind of Friday show. If you guys haven't checked it out. Uh, Serbian Corner has been absolutely fantastic. Those guys 
Miroslav and Voya have been doing a show on weekends, and it's really a great different perspective. They have some great segments, and I feel like they're really starting to get a rhythm there for that show. So um, if you're jonesing for more hoops, you want to check them up. Um, okay, he says he's going to go set up. He's going to set up now, so we only have to stall for five minutes. Well, could you, uh, could you at least talk about um, – one more time, could we talk about the bus? The party because bus? we can talk about like the experience of what it was last time, what's going to be different this time. Um, um, well, what's different is the bus this time will have coolers of, of Ranch Rider, which is going to be fantastic. So you guys can all try the different flavors of Ranch Rider, get free drinks. Last, it used to be you could order a drink from the bar, carry it on the bus. Now we're just going to have these cans. And the canned cocktails are great. Um, what really is going to be different, though, about this one is Nuggets were playing the second night of a back-to-back against Utah. We had a blast. Everybody said it was incredible, but the Nuggets got destroyed by Gobert and, and the Jazz. This time, Oklahoma City, it's going to be a revenge game. I think Michael Porter at least will be playing in that game. There's a chance Jamal Murray is playing in that game. There's a chance that Jokic breaks the triple-double record. I just think it's going to be go- a night to celebrate, one of those nights you want to say, I was there. I was there when Jokic broke the triple-double record, or Wilt's well, triple-double record. I was there when Michael Porter played, made his debut, or maybe when Michael Porter went off for the first time, his first 20-point game since coming back, something like that. So to me, that's what's so exciting. By the way, I wouldn't be surprised if we got a Porter-Murray update later on in the week. Like We saw they were supposed to go to Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. and then they canceled that for logistics reasons. Like They're going to be doing some other stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if we got something with like, oh, Porter and Murray, by the way, have been playing or played in today's five-on-five for the first, like some little update like that this week. Yeah, one of the things that I like really loved about the the party bus, first off, it's, um, you know, super fans with other super fans. Like everybody felt like a, like a community. Like I feel like the DMVR um, community is all one family. So it's like, like they, the chat comes to real life. Yeah, and and they're they're talking about it all. I think it was also cool that like people were like, "Hey, I'm I'm Amanda." People were like, "Who is Amanda?" Yeah. And they have like their like their name their tag. name like, tag. Oh, and everybody's like, Whoa! Yeah, yeah. And we got to meet some people that I would just I would at first off there was people that I think I did not think really existed. I thought they were bots. <laughs> I thought they were Eric. Greg Whittington was here. Oh my gosh, that's yeah, crazy! Yeah, so I think that that was cool, but also like um, going to the the arena, I think it was really cool because we're out there, you know, we're networking, we're talking to to people and trying to bring on new um, DMVR, like you know, people. And there's people that just kind of recognized you, just like, hey, what's up, Adam? Yeah. Hey, Dev. Like that was like sitting shocking. have conversations. Um, you know, oh yeah, you're having that conversation because you're like face to face with these people, and it's just like people that are not in the chat, people that are not you know here. Um, then there's like you know our you know our favorites the people that are here every single um, time that are in the comments in the um, you know in the Discord they're there and they're like they're the same on online that they are in person right. and I think that that's like really awesome like you know the the Rays and, and the Avas and, and and people like that so like just being able to put that into real life like just goes a long way so I really did love that that bus. That's what's so cool about this, man. I know everybody in Chicago too is asking us, like, are you getting a bar? Are you getting a bar? By the way, we have some cool stuff going on with our bar. Like, there's some, there are probably going to be some major renovations to this bar over the summer that I'm very excited about. Some cool things coming up. But, yeah, that whole idea, I mean, that's part of what we have planned here at All City. People got to don't realize All City, our parent company. But that's what we have planned here is this idea of, like, creating all these digital spaces where people hang out and spend time together and then creating a physical space that's the representation of that. And that's what the bar represents. That's what the party bus represents. So I'm, I'm looking for that. It looks like DeMontis Sabonis, by the way, left the game early. 
or, or got tossed. I can't tell which one. So, poor, poor Sabonis. He's been with Sacramento for like one week, and he's already ready to just quit basketball. Poor guy. Um, Harrison. What's up, guys? We delayed it 20 minutes to wait uh, for before we started the show so we could get you. What's Yoke doing? I don't know, man. Just working out, putting on a suit, looking good. I don't know. I don't I don't feel like I want to complain, though, if he's playing like this. Yeah, that's a good point. He actually could do whatever the hell he wants. Um, any notes from the game before you take us to the locker room? <laughs> I'm just like sitting there laughing to myself at how good this guy is. It's like a joke at this point. It's, it really is a joke. <laughs> it's hilarious, man. I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm just sitting there laughing. Like, Do you think our, what I'm doing in the second half? Do you think our perspective? I put that tweet out by the way of just giggling because that really is how we watch the joke. Like we just sit there and giggle sometimes. Like when he starts taking over. Um, do you feel like, because I thought this was a great game from Jokic, but it's funny comparing it right on the heels of that last one. Do you feel like we are getting to a point where if Yoke came out, if he comes out against Sacramento and puts up 25, 10, and 7, that we're going to be like, that was bad. Or <laughs> just like so unimpressed. Like 25, 10, and 7 is probably it's his average roughly. But yeah. also it's an awesome – I just – the bar's so high for him that tonight's game somehow felt – unimpressive because last night's game was so godly i know like tonight was an incredible game and he took over again but i mean i'm numb to it i feel like his teammates are even numb to it um we're, we're... wow wind <laughs> look at him frozen right there though oh there you are you came back you're back harrison all right we'll take us inside um, before we lose you yeah. Well, I mean, the story of this game was nobody really played defense for three quarters, and then the Nuggets played a little bit of defense at the end. Um, but what Michael Malone loved was 39 assists to nine turnovers. Uh, he loved how much they were getting to the line. You know, the Nuggets really struggled to get to the line for most of the season, but these last couple games, ton of free throw attempts. They went to the line um, 43 times last time or last night, went there a bunch tonight. Uh, Jokic obviously got there 14 times tonight, 41 free throw attempts tonight. So they're getting to the line a lot. Uh, Michael Malone loves that. Uh, he shouted out Jeff Green for that chase down block. Yeah, He's called time. it one of the best chase down blocks I've seen in a long time by anyone <laughs> not named LeBron. Um, yeah. And then Austin Rivers got the defensive player of the game chain. He had a couple clutch defensive plays. Um, the Nuggets are 11-2 in their last 13. Malone loves the way they're playing, called their best basketball of the season. And um, aside from just the defensive effort over the first three quarters where you know, Moses Moody, Jordan Poole were, were raining threes, I think he's happy with the win. Yeah, I mean, he, I think he's happy with it too, even though they gave up 124. Probably not happy about yeah. that, but what happened? What can you do? Yeah. Um, so we did speak to Jeff, and he was talking about that chase down block, and he was just like, look, I'm just trying to make a play. He kind of helped me out. Uh, he's talking about whoever he blocked. Was it Chris Chioza? He, he said he kind of helped me out by going to the front of the rim, and he just went up and made a play. Uh, he was also talking about his chemistry with Yoke. And um, it was funny. After the game in his on-court interview, I think it was with Katie, but Yoke – uh, shouted out Gary Harris, and he was like, you know, Gary's the first guy who I started connecting on those Hail Mary 
touchdown outlet passes with. That's awesome. And Jeff, Jeff obviously got a couple of those tonight. Uh, yeah. So, you know, Jeff was talking about how he just reads him. Uh, he knows he has a history of, you know, getting out quick, and he's been doing it for so long. We try to get one a game. And I just jog down. I try to kind of put the defense to sleep and not give it away that I'm going for one. And then they make <laughs> eye, then they make eye contact, and he said he just goes after that. I love that, man. It's so funny, man. I love that he – I love that that's a thing he actually strategically goes for. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Jeff was hyped for that. Um, he called his last two games. Jokic is just MVP caliber basketball. And like I was just saying earlier, he said, like, look, this is normal for him. So I think everybody's pretty numb to just Jokic doing this every yeah. single night. And then finally, Jeff Green talking about Davon Reed, who huge game tonight, career high points. Uh, he said, you know, he's a guy that just works his butt off every day. I don't have to talk to him about you know, stuff he needs to do to stick in this league or whatever because he's just doing everything that he should be. Yeah, love that, man. Uh, what is your take on Davon Reed? I mean, he was so good tonight. He's been out of the rotation. Just kind of what – like, why isn't he in the rotation? I mean, he's just not in the rotation really because the Nuggets traded for Bryn Forbes, I feel like. Yeah, I think you know, that's if they didn't have made that trade. Davon Reed's probably playing those minutes, but I've been surprised he hasn't been playing more. You know, he's a good defender. He can shoot it. Obviously, he's long. He's like more of a natural small forward than you know Austin Rivers is. So I really like Davon. Um, I definitely think he's going to be around this team for a while. Like next year, I bet he plays even more. I, I bet Denver re-signs him for, you know, like a three-year, that that whatever that P.J. Dozier deal was that he got after his two-way contract. That's the thing, though. Davon Reed played a great game. They're not going to be able to play him in the playoffs under a two-way deal. Yeah, that's, I just don't they think they hurt him. Yeah, they're not planning on that, I don't think, this year, which is fine. That's just fine. But I do hope he's back, and I expect he will be back next year. On a, Like you said, I said the exact same thing in the show. They give him that P.J. Dozier three-year extension, and now he's locked yeah. up for cheap for three years. Yeah. I think he could be useful in the playoffs, but you're not going to have him, considering he's on a two-way contract. So we all spoke to Dave on tonight, and um, he said – you know, over the last couple of years, he's been bouncing in and out of the league. He's tried to figure out what the stigma against him was and kind of why he wasn't sticking. And he said he was surprised that people don't think he could shoot, considering he was a 40% three-point shooter in college. Feels like, you know, he's shown he could shoot it, but apparently a lot of people, people out there don't think he's a shooter. So uh, he's worked on it. His shot's obviously a lot better now. And he thinks that's you know one of the things that's helping him stick is his three-point shot. Um, he talked about just his defensive mindset, and he says he looks forward to every challenge, guarding the best player on the other team. You know that's something I definitely look forward to, uh, but I can only control uh, what I can control. And then on Jeff Green's chase down block, he goes, "I've got to figure out what Jeff <coughs> has going on. Like I need that athleticism." And I tweeted this out tonight. Jeff Green makes you know, two to three ridiculous above-the-rim plays per game. Yeah, It's crazy. Yeah, he really is, man, so athletic. He had a good game tonight. He had a really strong game tonight. Yeah, he definitely did. Uh, and then he was just talking about Nikola and um, 
Davon said he and Monte were talking about the other day. Again, he said they're getting numb to how easily and effortless he does it. Uh, to me, he'll be the MVP this year. He's also the MVP according to Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr said Jokic should win MVP. Wow. So when did- Steve Kerr back in the club. Back, Steve Kerr back in the club. Did he get fall out of the club for? Oh, what did he fall out of the club for? Well, because he's just being a, a whiny little baby about this reschedule <laughs> thing over the last couple of days. But he might be back in it now. I'll tell you what. I don't mind. It made it for an easier Nuggets game tonight, so I'll take it. Uh, anything else, Harrison? Uh, that's all I got, guys. Well, thank you so much, man. Get home safe. And guess what? We're going to see you again on Thursday. We're back. The squad's back together. Vote. <laughs> Flying back to America. He's out of quarantine. Harrison back. Uh, I don't know if Eric will be back yet, but you know what? We're, we're, we're getting back together for the first time in like a month. Man, see, oh, see, that is wild. See, I know Dev, and I know how much he just hates the two-man shows. Like, I know this is just hating him. <laughs> what? These Wait, last three games. Have you guys been in a secret group chat lately talking about the two-man show? I have no idea what show? Harrison is What's talking about right Is there now? a secret group chat? <laughs> we'll see you, Harrison. Get home. Cue that outro music, Kale. Let's all get out of here. Guys, thanks for tuning in to uh, another edition of the show. Don't forget, it's also a podcast. We have not received a, re- a review on Apple Podcasts for over a month. We have not received a review. So if you guys get to open up your phone, put a five-star rating, and leave a little nice word. Say something nice about Dev if, it, if that's what it takes. <laughs> Yeah, you actually say something nice about me on there. Everybody just go in there right now and say something very nice about them. Talk about him needing a raise or like more airtime. Do something. More airtime for Dev, please. That's, <laughs> that's definitely going to be it. Thank you guys so much. Hit that like button on the way out. See you later.